I just survived a video interview on a topic that makes my imposter syndrome and perfectionism usually go wild. So I thought I would share that with you today. Welcome to season two of your social anxiety bestie, a podcast that shares the truth about what it's like to live with social anxiety disorder and celebrates the messy courage it takes to show up for our lives anyway. I'm Sadie, and I really like talking about social anxiety. I don't like having social anxiety, but I like to share what I've learned about overcoming it. Through this podcast, my Instagram account, and my Patreon, I'm committed to building a peer support community of social anxiety besties who give each other hope and help each other feel less alone. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it reminds you that it's okay to be scared and that you can do all the things while scared until they eventually stop being so scary. So today has been the kind of day that makes me stop and reflect on how far I've come on this social anxiety journey because I was able to do things today that 10 years ago I would never even have considered. Um, at noon today, I did a live stream in the, the Patreon that I run, the Social Anxiety Besties Club. We have our private Facebook group. And every Monday I do a live stream and we've been doing a series where we're learning together about cognitive distortions in social anxiety. So like social anxiety thought traps. And today we were talking about personalization. Personalization is the thought trap that makes you think that everything is your fault. <laughs> Unless it's good, then it's not your fault. You don't get, we don't get the credit, we just get the blame. But anyway, I was able to do that, which on its own is something that I would never have done 10 years ago before I had gone to therapy, before I knew that social anxiety even existed. And then I had a little break. And then the really big thing that I did was I was I just finished a video interview where I talked about being an editor and running a growing and successful freelance editorial business. And I cannot believe that I just did that because for the almost, I don't know, I've been editing on and off since 2011. And you know, my background is in linguistics and translation. I've got degrees in that. And then I I've taken courses in copy editing and line editing. And I have talked about it a bit on the podcast, but it's an area where I've had so much imposter syndrome. Like no matter what I do, no matter how much I learn, no matter how many books I work on, and I have worked on some amazing books with awesome people, awesome authors, no matter how much I have under my belt, I still feel like I've tricked people into trusting me. I feel like a scam artist. I feel like an imposter. And it's really hard to, sh to shake that belief about yourself when you've been carrying that around for a long time. So I've always struggled to promote myself as an editor. Like I've got two Instagram accounts and you can tell by looking at them which one I'm more comfortable on. I've got my at your social anxiety bestie and I've got my at your editorial bestie, and I really struggle to show up and talk about editing on my editing Instagram. I don't even have my website up and running because I'm so scared that someone's just going to find out my ultimate secret that I am a scam artist and I'm terrible. And I don't have any evidence that I'm a scam artist. I have evidence to the contrary. I get really nice thank yous and acknowledgements from the authors that I've worked with. So you would think that my brain would clue in that I am not scamming anybody. 
um, and I am coming around on it. Like, you know, I, I talk about it, I, I'm talking about it as if it's an active struggle. It, it is, but I've learned not to trust it. And I think that is what I wanted to talk about today um, about imposter syndrome, but really about social anxiety thoughts, perfectionistic thoughts. I just want to remind you that feeling like you're not good enough, feeling like you're an imposter, feeling like you're awkward, those feelings are real, but they're not evidence that whatever you're feeling is true. I can feel like an imposter. And I do. I mean, I've just talked for three and a half minutes about how I feel like an imposter as an editor. It's not the only area that I feel like an imposter, by the way. I feel like an imposter, but I have evidence that I am not an imposter. So my feelings are not aligning with facts. And the fact is that I have skills and qualifications and experience and good testimonials, but I feel like an imposter. So feeling like you're not good enough is not in and of itself proof that you're not good enough. Feeling like you're the most socially awkward person in the world and nobody wants to be around you, that's not proof that those things are true about you. I think we need to remind ourselves that like our thoughts and feelings can be quite separate and quite divided from reality. Um, like objective reality and other people's perceptions of us because there's a good chance that other people see us much more positively than we see ourselves. Um, you know, if I were to, if I were to tell you, you know, I was going to say, if I were to tell you some of the insecurities I have as a podcaster, I've already told you all the insecurities. If you listen to the past few episodes or any episodes, I feel like I've been pretty open about that. Um, but I get good comments from you guys saying that you like the show. So again, there's a disconnect. So let this be evidence that the way we feel about ourselves, you know, the, the negative ways that we feel about ourselves are not proof that those things are true in reality. I just really want to get that message across today. It was really amazing to be able to talk about being an editor. And I just, I, I can't believe how far I've come. And I want, I just want you to know that it does get easier before, you know, before 2018, maybe no, before 2020, even I could not pick up the phone to talk to a client or a prospective client. I did things exclusively by email because I was terrified. I didn't even know how terrified I was. Um, I told myself that it was because I wanted to have a paper trail and I wanted everything in writing, which is a valid reason, but that wasn't the real reason in my case. You know, there are cases where that could be exactly the right reason for a paper trail. And sometimes I would still do that. But being able now to hop on a discovery call with a potential client or leave them a voice note in Instagram, um, it has changed everything because it turns these abstract clients into real people. And it turns me as this abstract editor into a real person for them. And it has led to more work. You know, I've gotten on a I got on a discovery call with someone intending to try to refer them to someone else because what they needed was, was beyond my experience. And we ended up having such a great, such great, you know, professional chemistry and trust that she insisted on working with me. And I was upfront about where my skills, you know, were strongest and, and where they were emerging. And she trusted me because of the honesty and 
10 years ago, if that opportunity had come around, I would not have come, I would not have got on the call at all. I would have just said, you know, I would have emailed back and said, sorry, this is not something I do. Um, here's someone else, something like that. So building the habit of showing up scared opens doors. And I just, I want this to give you hope. I don't want it to feel unattainable because I am 2018, 19, 20, 21. I'm like four or five years on this journey of social anxiety recovery. And it has happened in leaps and bounds, but also lots of baby steps and backslides. So please go easy on yourself. If it feels like it's going slowly, I still have bad days. There's still areas that are outside my comfort zone, like calling the doctor, which is a whole other story, maybe a story for another time. (laughs) But it can get easier. And you're not alone. If, If there's anything that my Patreon, the Social Anxiety Besties Club has taught me, it's that we are not alone. Social anxiety is lonely, but there are lots of us social anxiety. If you look at the stats for social anxiety, there's a lot of people like us out there. And we might even be interacting with other socially anxious people without realizing it because we don't exactly walk around with sandwich boards that say, I have social anxiety. Ooh, we should walk around with sandwich boards. We should get t-shirts that says, ask me about my social anxiety. Actually, no, we should get t-shirts that says, that say, you're not alone if you have social anxiety, but don't ask me about my social anxiety. Um go listen to this podcast or something. (laughs) I don't know. Is that too self-serving? Anyway, that was my story time for today. I have a whole list of things I want to talk to you about. So I should have, I should have content for regular episodes and yeah, you're not an imposter. Feeling like an imposter is not the same thing as being an imposter. So let's just remind each other about that for the rest of eternity and we should be good. Okay. The next little The rest of the episode is just going to be a couple of little updates and some resource recommendations. So if you're not interested in that, that's okay. If you are interested, I have a couple of things I wanted to share with you. So I thought I would let you know about this amazing YouTube channel by, it's called Dr. Tanessa Franks. Um, I've had her on the show. No, no, that's not true. Um, I sat in on a webinar that she gave where she answered questions about social anxiety. And then I asked her if I could use that audio and share it on the podcast. So that is one of the episodes on the podcast, but you don't hear my voice because I wasn't speaking. Um, But she has a a YouTube channel devoted to social anxiety and the kinds of videos that she creates are fascinating. So I'm going to click over. You might hear it click on my computer, but I'm just going to read you some of the titles. Um, 10 common fears for people with social anxiety, being black and having social anxiety, Uh, five options to help reduce social anxiety related to social media, social anxiety and autism spectrum disorder, Zoom fatigue when you have social anxiety. Um, Like there's so much. Oh, social anxiety. Can social anxiety medication really help? Um, Yeah, I feel like this channel is a hidden gem. She has 165 subscribers and I feel like she should have thousands. So I'm going to put her uh, YouTube link in the show notes for this. Um, Yeah, her content is so important and helpful. And that will bring a perspective that I can't give because, you know, she is a mental health professional. So um, it's my goal to get her on the show once I'm once I'm back and having back to having guests on the show again, once I'm able to get that up and running, I really am going to reach out to her and try to get her on the show. So in the meantime, please check out her channel, do yourself a favor, check out her video. If you look at her most recent video, it depends when you listen to this, I guess. But if you look at her video, 
10 common fears for people with social anxiety. Uh, one of the comments on the video is uh, I commented one of my fears of like, am I weird? Um, I shared one of the things that I have often thought of related to my body. And uh, she replied in a very nice way. So it's a great video. That's one thing I wanted to share with you. Okay, you probably heard that click again. The other thing I want to share is if you've been considering joining the Social Anxiety Besties Club uh, over on Patreon, which is a pay what you can club, and it's full of amazing people, like they're so amazing and and brave, and there's there's different levels of involvement depending on where you are on your social anxiety journey. So we have Zooms every week where we can hang out with each other and talk about our challenges and our wins and our struggles, and or we talk about like driving anxiety. Um, some people come to all of them and have their cameras on and their chat. Other people keep their cameras off and they just use the chat box. Some people are not ready to come to the Zoom or it doesn't fit with their schedule. That's okay. I've also got Facebook Lives every week and I'm adding a new uh, benefit or perk. I think they're called, I think they're called perks on Patreon um, that I hope will reach out to some of the more, some of the quieter people not everybody is going to be ready to come to a Zoom, and I completely respect that. I struggle to go to Zooms that I am not leading, so I totally get it. Anyway, I'm starting a private podcast. So once a month, there will be an exclusive podcast episode for patrons, and I have a Google form set up where my patrons can submit questions anonymously if they want, or they can email me. And I've gotten some amazing questions about recovery and about managing social anxiety and about social anxiety in relationships. And yeah, so depending on when you hear this, for the first week of April, the questions are are open, like I'm collecting questions, and then next week I'll probably record that. So once a month, uh, the Social Anxiety Besties Club will have a private podcast episode. Um, yeah, so if you've been thinking of joining, this is a great time. And then the other update for that club is that we have picked our book. We There's a book club component. I call it the Socially Awkward Book Club just because I love that name. So for April and May, we're reading the book Rewire Your Anxious Brain, How to Use the Neuroscience of Fear to End Panic, Anxi to end Anxiety, Panic, and Worry. That was um, what, the what my patrons voted that they wanted to read. So that's awesome. And we're going to be having book chats at the end of May. So there's tons of time if you wanted to hop on there. That said, there is no pressure um, to join the Patreon if you're not ready, if it's not in your budget, um, if it's not, you know, it's a peer support community. So if that's not for you, that's totally okay. I'm, I, I do plan on being consistent on the podcast going forward as well, as much as I'm able to. All right, I have to go pick up my kids at the bus. So I guess that's, oh, sorry, one more update. Yes, I have started posting these episodes to YouTube. It's just audio. There's no video yet. I'd like to do that someday, but I'm not quite there yet in my own social anxiety journey. So um, I'll put the link for the YouTube channel there because some, I don't know, some people might prefer to listen on YouTube. All right. That's all. I hope you're doing well and I'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to connect with me online, please come find me on Instagram at your social anxiety bestie. And it would mean the world to me if you shared this episode to your stories or directly with someone who needs to be reminded that they aren't alone. I'll see you next time. Bye.